right, I never know how to start these things. So I just jump on in and somehow yeah. it works, you yeah, know. That's the way to go, I think. Okay, so episode seven, Jerry Maguire. Give us your thoughts. Cameron has never seen I've seen it a couple times. I'm gonna be honest with you, there is a lot that I have forgotten. I think there's a lot of stuff that's gonna take me for surprise. Um, but I know the general gist of the movie. What are have knowing what do you know about this movie? Okay, so uh, I've been told that there's going to be like a lot of catchphrases or like quotes that I'll be familiar with that I didn't know were yes, from this movie. Probably. Um, other than that, I know the name of the movie is Jerry Maguire. You're already a leg up. Yeah, and I know that Tom Cruise is in it. That's he acts in this movie. Very and astute. I have seen one picture of the movie, a still shot, and it's like him wearing like a button-up shirt or something with the, like, the sleeve rolled up and he's pointing. So... That is the extent of my knowledge on Jerry Maguire. So based on that information, what do you think the movie is about? So I have a prepared summary okay. um, for what I think it is. Uh, so it this is, is movie summary, Jerry Maguire. Ethan Hunt's less daring brother was forced into hiding after a failed Ponzi scheme. He has since emerged with a new identity and is looking to dominate the corporate accounting world. Along the way, a love interest emerges and Jerry is forced to confront his past. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gets pretty dicey that's there in the actually, middle. That's actually, that's a movie I want to watch. Right? <laughs> Except for the corporate accounting part, maybe. That doesn't seem as exciting. Yeah, but, but I feel like he would make it exciting. Yeah, I, I, if you get Tom Cruise in there, do a couple stunts in the office. Yeah. Things of that nature. Staples. Um, I mean, yeah. it's dangerous in there. Scissors. Yeah, there's paper? all kinds of office supplies, office supplies and everything you got to look out for. But <laughs> no, true. if anyone can make that exciting, it would be Tom Cruise. It's true. I believe. I so. feel like we need to hit up Christopher McQuarrie and be like, listen, I don't know if you have a plan for Mission Impossible 7 and 8. You're like, I'm just saying this could be a plot for that <laughs> going if, forward. If you're running out of ideas. Yeah. And that's assuming that that's not the exact plot of Jerry Maguire. Right. I could, maybe I'm just trying to throw you yeah, off, man. You could be I throwing me you, off the scent. You just nailed it. <laughs> feel pretty confident about it right now. So I think that you are going to be very pleased with this movie, um, but there's really only one way to do it. That's right. And that's to hit play. That's right. And get this ball rolling. You gotta watch it. Let's do it. Let's Jerry do it. Maguire, here we come. <laughs> I want everybody to see you for what you are. The best kept secret in the NFL. You are the man. You ready? Yep. Let's go. My name is Jerry Maguire. I'm a sports agent. You could say I'm at the top of my game. But something just isn't right. Jerry Maguire! What can I do for you, Rod? Show me the money. Can you sign my card? Sorry, little fella. I can't sign this brand of card. Only Pro Jam Blue Dot cards. And lately, it's getting worse. Came here to let you go. Pardon me? I came here to fire you, Jerry. Don't worry. I'm not gonna do what you all think I'm gonna do, which is just flip out! <laughs> Who's coming with me? Who is coming with me? I will go with you. Dorothy Boyd. Thank you. We're going to be okay because I am going to take my one client and we are going to go all the way. Help me, Rod. Help me help you. Help me help you. You are hanging on by a very thin thread. <laughs> and I dig that about you. You want to go out to dinner? Some dudes might have the coin, but they'll never have the quan. Quan? It means love. Wish me luck. Whoa, Ray! That is the first time I have ever seen him kiss a man just like a dad. Don't What's cry at the beginning of a date. Yeah, just cry okay. at the end like I do. She'll let you in her house. 
life. I've been trying to talk. I mean, really talk. But no one wants to listen to me. You know that feeling? You know that feeling? Welcome to episode seven of the Booze Cruise podcast, where we just watched the movie Jerry Maguire. And my guest for today, this is somebody that I have been super excited about recording the podcast with. In fact, when I came up with the idea, um, I think you were one of the first people I told. Yeah. Uh, yeah this is really early on. my baby cousin, Cameron Ross. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm he's, excited to be on. He's a connoisseur of podcasts, um, <laughs> listens yeah. to a lot. And when I recorded the first episode, I actually sent it to him and I was like, Hey, do you want to be my guinea pig and listen to the first episode um, and tell me that I'm a complete failure and that I need to re-record it because I'm terrible and maybe I should quit this. And he responded back. He was like, I um, think that this is a compliment, but I kind of forgot that it was you on the podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that was the thing going into it was, you know, knowing it's, oh, it's my cousin, you know, whatever. We've talked about this before about her doing her podcast. Like I knew this is coming up. And it was really interesting to listen to it because I just kind of fell into the podcast, if that makes sense. It's kind of like when, you know, when you're watching a movie and you see an actor that like you recognize that kind of like comes through their role instead of like falls into it. Right. And like you're like, I can't get out of my head that that's Jim Carrey or whatever, right, you yeah. know. And it was just kind of like, well, I just completely forgot that was Jessica that I was listening <laughs> to for that podcast. So he was like, don't worry. It's a good thing. Yeah. I, I thought it was a compliment. Well, yes, it was. And I took it as such. Um, Cameron and I've known Cameron his entire life. It's true. It's true. <laughs> he cannot Since say the, one. He cannot say the same of me because <laughs> he is how much younger are you? Nine years younger than me. Yes. Yeah. Nine yeah. years. Um, but we go way back. Way back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but both recently kind of discovered our love for movies mm -hmm. as far as like that we had the same love for movies. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so he used to live in the area. He doesn't anymore. Sad day. Um, because now I'm like, I have no one to go see movies with. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really matter. I haven't had time to see any movies, but the movies I've been watching for the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, priorities. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Priorities. Um, but so we have kind of bonded over that. We've had a special bond over the years. Absolutely, um, yeah. But I feel like this was, I was most excited to do it with you because I love talking movies with my cousin Cameron because... We both like talking movies. We do. Yeah. yeah. Like I, you know, I never really, like she said, recently discovered, you know, love for movies, whatever. I've always, there's always been this like mythical thing, or, you know, for me around going to the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, like it's the something. the experience of it. It's one of my favorite things to do. And, you know, people always say, well, you can just wait until it comes out on DVD, watch it from home, watch it on streaming. Yeah. And it's just not the same for me. It's the whole like event of going to the movie theater. It's like magical to me. Right. Right. Um, and so I always did that growing up. I always loved going to the movie theater. And I can think about times, you know, around the holidays and everything that, you know, me and my parents and my sister, we would always go to the movies and it was one of my favorite days of the year. We'd do a double feature, oh, you know, fun. two big movies that were coming out. We'd see yeah. them back to back and it was a whole thing. And, you know, since then, like, as you know, I've gotten older, like I've been able to kind of realize how much I really did enjoy movies in general. Um, and so I'd say like the past couple of years, it's really grown, you know, yeah. and like she said, you know, I've kind of connoisseur of podcasting you know i listen to you know a fair amount of podcasts and a couple you know one of them's a movie podcast and that's kind of helped grow my yeah you know ability to talk about movies but also like my love for movies uh you know because it used to be i'd watch a movie and i'd be like okay like i just watched the movie you know <laughs> right. i didn't really have thoughts on it and I, there was never really that many movies that i was like oh that was bad 
Right. You know, like I was just kind of like, that was a movie. That was a movie and, and I have consumed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's obviously movies that I loved, but there weren't really movies that I didn't enjoy. And, you know, now that I've, you know, started paying more attention to it and learning more and just, you know, gotten older and everything, yeah. like I've started to like pick, you know, understand. It's like, oh, like that's what makes that a bad movie. That's yeah. what makes that a good movie and like why I enjoy it. And yeah, it's just really, really interesting to me. I love movies. Well, I think like we went out to dinner. Well, side note. Your whole family moved away. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Um, to Texas. And you stayed behind because you were at Northern. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I was like, we should be good family members and I should just hang out with, not that I didn't want to, but like it was more or less just like, we well, don't really have anybody else here. Right. Was, so yeah, I should yeah. reach out to Cam and like start hanging out more. Absolutely. And I think we went out to dinner one night and you were like, the cinematography in that movie was like, <laughs> and I was like, who are you? <laughs> And I was like, okay, okay. You're like, oh, we can roll with this. Uh, we can roll with this. I was like, he's getting on my level. I'm Absolutely. digging it. Um, and I think that that's like, I think what's been fun for me is like seeing you, ha- like how you appreciate movies. Yeah. Because definitely. you understand like the process now and like what all goes into it and yeah. all of that stuff. And so it's fun for me to like talk with you now knowing like, cause like you said, like most people are like, I didn't like it. And you're like, why didn't you like it? Like, well, I don't know. I just didn't like it. And exactly. it's like, okay, well that's not a reason. Yeah. Um, or I loved it and here's why, yeah. you know what I mean? Exactly. So I was really excited. And when I reached out to Cameron, I said, um, I said, what is a Tom Cruise movie that you haven't seen that you've always wanted to see? And he said, Jerry Maguire. And now you have seen it. I have seen um, Jerry Maguire. And we're going to get to that in just a second. The drink for this episode. Um, I have, affectionately dubbed show me the money <laughs> i think that was a pretty good Tom Cruise. it's good it was, it's, a good Tom scene, Cruise. it's a very intense scene it is um it's it was actually really good i was worried about it well, i told him i said here's the thing i i don't try these cocktails before i make them before yeah. the, so i was like well who knows you fire from the hip could, could just <laughs> it could be hit or miss this could be the worst thing you've ever tasted or the best thing i don't know um but it was a i tweaked a little recipe i found online so it's half a part dark rum half a part blue curacao half a part which i don't understand how you can keep having half parts yeah, but half, whatever yeah, you know, uh, yeah i was like i don't not great at math but this doesn't <laughs> seem right um half a part coconut rum half a part uh melon liqueur four parts pineapple juice and a splash of sweet and sour mix wow so it was a lot of ingredients oh, um yeah. but it was like and it kind of looks like uh we said nickelodeon slime yeah nickelodeon slime yeah it's very very green very green yeah. like money mm-hmm. exactly. so show me the money tie it all together um the director of jerry Maguire. this came out in 1996 it was directed by cameron crow so it's a that's good right. thing that you picked this movie that's right that's yeah your name. that's my first name <laughs> and i also immediately saw crow and i was like gotta be russell crow's brother which right. it almost certainly isn't but in my head it is <laughs> well it, who knows it could be They're, or at least distantly related yeah sure, um the tagline for the movie is the rest of his life begins now which i thought was interesting i feel like taglines ceased being a thing in like the 90s so they didn't really like make much sense yeah. um of course, had they known what lines were going to be famous, they would have chosen one of those. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 83% tomato meter. Okay. So the critics loved it. Good. Um, 79% audience score. It's interesting to have the audience score lower than the critics. I know, but like that, they're fairly even. Yeah, they're pretty close. But what did you think? So we haven't talked about it, obviously, because I just, re- you know, we don't talk until we start recording. Right. So I'm dying to know what you thought. Yeah, it was... 
Not at all what I expected, really. Um, <laughs> not as boring as corporate accounting. <laughs> no, no, it's a lot more exciting than corporate accounting, I'd say. Um, but I thought it was really good. I really did enjoy it. It's honestly like this might be just like a quick, you know, reaction after just watching the movie, but it might be one of my favorite like Tom Cruise acting jobs. Yeah. Because there is like a lot of depth to his character and it's kind of, you know, you don't really understand like what drives him or anything like that for a while, but he's very also very expressive. There's like a lot of emotional moments in it. Um, but I thought he was just great. Uh, it was a delight to see Cuba Cutting Jr. Uh, that was fun when he just popped up. And then you've got people like, you know, Troy Aikman and everybody else yeah. like shuffling like real, you know, football yeah. announcers, whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought it was really good. Uh, I normally like score movies on a scale of like one to a hundred. Oh, okay. Uh, or zero to a hundred, I guess, if you're yeah. really, you know, it's that <laughs> bad of a movie. Um, like, I didn't if you see really hate zero. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd probably give it, you know, right, 85, 87 range, yeah. right around there. Like, really, really good. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so right around the critic score, 83%. Yeah. That's about what the critics gave it. I would agree. I really, um, there was a lot I forgot about this movie. Because it's sure. been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. And there was so much um, that I had kind of forgotten. But I love the introspection of the the whole like heart of the story do you know what i mean like it asks a lot of like really big life questions like philosophical like kind of life questions and i'm like it's good and it's interesting that he said it in the backdrop of like sports right and like agents yeah i thought that was really interesting that was what stuck out to me probably the most throughout the movie was how intertwined like they made like the sports side of it and sports agency and then like his relationship with dorothy and how that grew and how like personal like emotional feelings and stuff like that is it was just almost seamless like how they transitioned back and forth between the two but they also showed on the sports side that like you know it's not just sports like with Rod's character like he had that emotional tie to his family and he was trying to provide for them and then you know on the other side of like the sports agent you know table you had Jerry kind of figuring out his place in the world I guess a little bit but no, I thought it was. I thought they did a really, really good job of kind of weaving those two things together. It didn't feel like the romance part of it with you know, Jerry and Dorothy was a B plot. Like it yeah. seemed like it was all kind of the main focus. Yeah, you know, isn't it weird when you just call them Jerry and Dorothy? How weird those names. <laughs> yeah, that's such a strange combination <laughs> of names. I actually wrote down in my notes here on the <laughs> second page, like towards the bottom. So I've been taking notes for a little bit. I just wrote Dorothy question mark. <laughs> Why? Why Dorothy? I don't think a character has been named Dorothy in a movie since The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, since The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, they brought it back for Jerry Maguire. But yeah, no, I also wrote, like, I wrote Dorothy because I was like, is that her name? Because yeah. I had forgotten it. Right. And I was like, I'm bad at remembering names yeah. in movies. That, I kind of realized that about myself. I don't really, the character names don't stick out to You're me You're like, Renee Zellweger. Yeah. 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 I'm like, look, I know the person. That's who right. that is. But it's easy to remember Jerry's name because the name is the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You look at the title, you know, if you don't know his name, then you're not watching the movie. but it is funny like i feel like i was thinking about this the other day like jerry Maguire doesn't sound weird but just calling him jerry yeah. like tom cruise looks the furthest yeah, you from a at, jerry you can't look at his face and see jerry no you know what i'm saying like jerry Maguire, sure it's the character in the movie right. but just if you take the Maguire away <laughs> it's just jerry and you look at his face and you're like that's not a jerry no, i keep thinking of parks and rec <laughs> <laughs> with Jerry Gergich. Jerry Gergich. Jerry, Gary, Larry, whatever, however All many names he names. had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a Jerry to me. 
Tom Cruise is not a Jerry. Not a Jerry. No. No, not at all. So that is interesting because I feel like I was like thinking through like some of his other characters. I'm like, he's totally an Ethan Hunt. Like he is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you look at him, you're like, yeah, he's an Ethan. Ethan like, Hunt. You're like, yeah. Yeah. He fits perfectly. Yeah. Right. But Jerry Maguire. Even like Jack Reacher. Yeah. Like that fits. Pete Mitchell. Well. That's his yeah. name in Top Gun. You're yeah. like, that fits. Yeah. You're like, that's fine. Like it's yeah. got like, you know. Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's Tom Cruise. It's Jerry. Action vibe to it. It's just, Jerry, Jerry? is just a. I know. It's kind of, it is weird. I don't it's know why. It's a corporate he, accounting name. <laughs> it is. And he's clearly not a corporate accountant. Um, okay. So give, I feel like a lot of people, most people have seen this movie. Sure. Not to like, you know, throw you under yeah, the bus. Yeah, bash me a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, for, <laughs> I mean, everyone else has seen it. I don't know how you have I'm last to the party, so yeah, they're going to have me talk about it. <laughs> right. Um, but so give us just like a brief synopsis <laughs> of the movie. Sure. Uh, so like the opening shot is like a weird CGI satellite and then the earth. <laughs> it is. That is so weird. <laughs> and wh- why was that the it's opening like, okay, scene? Have you ever seen the movie You've Got Mail? Yeah. Okay, it's the same thing at the beginning, yeah. right? Like, weirdly shows technology. And I get that that movie's, like, about email and, like, yeah. whatever, but it's, like, so bizarre. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, it was weird. It, like, I opened up, and I just saw the satellite go by, and I was like, okay, the very next shot is a guy dunking. And I was like, <laughs> and I, I wrote don't. down, love a good dunk. <laughs> I you know? Well, also, and how are these two things related? Yeah, how are they related? We just went from a satellite and the picture of the Earth to a guy dunking. That is what the Earth is all about. Um, and, and Jerry, it's a voiceover, so he's doing yes. like a narration yeah. bit at, so the, he's narrating at the beginning it, of it. And it's yeah. kind of like a sports montage, yeah. right? And you kind of get the introduction to the sports agency world, what Jerry's all about, what he does. Right. Um, and, you know, your first impression of him, he's kind of like a big hotshot sports agent. You know, he's kind of cocky and... A little bit arrogant is what it seems yeah. like. You know, it's like slick, you know, whatever. Oh, I wrote that too. I was like, this is like the perfect role for him because he's just like a charming schmoozer. Yeah, it's exactly what he's yeah. a schmoozer. That's and he's a just kind word. of like, and not like smarmy. Like you don't like not like him, but you're just like, he's just like, hey, like he's just like the life of the party. Right. And you're like, that's totally Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's a perfect Tom yeah, Cruise thing. Exactly. And so anyways, you know, you get the introduction to the sports agency world and then uh, one of his, uh, one of his uh, clients, a hockey player gets hurt. He's talking to the boy's son, and the boy's son basically makes him feel kind of crappy about what he does. It makes it makes Jerry feel like he's kind of predatory as a sports agent, yeah. that he should be serving his clients better, and that yeah. there's a better way to be a sports agent. And so he kind of has this like crazy breakdown and writes this. Uh, well, wait. the kid says "f you" and he, flips him off. Yes, and yes, he's he like does. Seven. Yeah, and he's like a seven-year-old, and he's yes. freckled, and he has terrible hair. Yes. And he, yeah, he just. Did not like Jerry very much, clearly. Right. But so he has a kind of a psychotic break, mm-hmm. and yep. he writes his what did he call it? It's his mission statement. Yeah, right. So it's a mission statement of of how sports agencies should work, and he ends up writing it up in a frenzy, and he prints it off, and he makes it into a memo, and like has this blue cover on it, gets it printed out, whatever, and he leaves it, and everybody's like bends at work, so everybody reads it and everything, and. You know, he walks out and they give him a big round of applause and all that stuff. And you can see there's like a, you know, scene there too where it cuts away like two of the agents are like, how long you give him? And they're like, I'll give him a week, you know. Yeah. It's like, okay, he, you know, he kind of screwed up here. And he kind of feels that a little bit too. He wakes up and he's like, uh, kind of like, what have I done? Yeah. So he ends up getting fired from the agency. And, you know, after he gets fired, he, you know, obviously has kind of a spat with the guy who fires him, uh, who he was jerry was his mentor i guess bob sugar bob sugar yes um it's <laughs> a great name yeah it is a, that's a good like <laughs> like villain you know what like, I'm saying? don't you feel like he was like hey kid um what's the first name that comes to your mind bob, bob. what's this on the table sugar, sugar. <laughs> bob sugar bob sugar <laughs> he is the new sports agent in town 
So, yeah, so he comes back from lunch. Jerry's, you know, he's in a rush. He's trying to get back to his office to take some of his clients with him before you know the rest of uh what is it sports management okay. international i wrote smi sports management <laughs> international they really gave that name a lot of thought didn't yep. they I, I i wrote it down too just right out there sports probably management as international. much thought as bob sugar yes yeah exactly <laughs> so so he comes back and he's trying to get he's trying to take his clients with him because he doesn't want to lose out on the people that he's been you know working hard to you know make money off of him like he has like 70 something or was it more i feel like it was in the hundreds yeah well i I have right here he said he makes 264 phone calls a day and right before that he said how many clients he he had and it was in maybe in the hundreds but it was it was hot he had a lot of clients yeah right um and so he's trying to take some of them with him and the guy who fired him comes back to the office too and he is kind of like poaching all the guys that you know jerry was working for um, and so then Jerry, you know, spends most of his day, he ends up getting on the phone with Rod, who's, you know, the other part of the story and Rod's a receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. And basically Rod's like, show me, you know, show me the money, that whole show me the money scene, right? It's a he's great like, scene. yeah, it is a great scene. They're just yelling back and forth, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Rod and he's just dancing in his kitchen playing music. Right. And he's like, as long as what you're about is showing me the money, you're my guy. So yeah. I'll go with you, right? Yeah. So Jerry, he gets like one guy out of <laughs> all wrote, of this. I also wrote in all caps, he makes him yell, show me the money multiple times, but he also <laughs> makes him yell, which I feel like that's the line that everybody knows. Yeah. But he also makes him yell, I love black people. I love black people. Yes. <laughs> which yes. is hilarious. <laughs> I thought about that when he yelled it. I was like, if you could just cut that clip and just play it, it's just Tom Cruise <laughs> yelling, I love black people. It would just be very funny. Um, great clip. Great soundbite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways... <laughs> That happens, and then he's Tom Cruise. Jerry Maguire is on his way out of the office, and he gives this big old speech, you know, about he still believes in you know what he wrote, and he's gonna you know basically get his revenge. He's gonna get clients. He's gonna steal, you know, whatever. And he's like, "Who's coming with me?" And he takes a fish out of the <laughs> fish tank. He takes a fish with him. He's like, "The fish is coming with me." Flipper is what he calls yeah. him. And then the girl Dorothy that he had briefly met before that decides she read his memo she was inspired about it she decides she's gonna go with him so they go off to like start you know jerry's new sports agency business <laughs> together jerry sports management international yes, jsmi yeah, yeah, jsmi <laughs> um and then i wrote down here also like right when the uh ray the yeah. kid came on screen i said love the spiky hair kid oh yeah um, you just, just call him that spiky yeah spiky haired kid. kid yeah yeah, yeah. um so then you know, they start, and he also has uh, Cushman. Yeah, he goes out. He doesn't think he has him. Right, he doesn't think he has him, and yeah. he drives down to Texas. this guy's, the Texas, yep. and this guy's house, and his dad's there, and his dad was like, I told, you know, I told myself if you showed up, we'd go with you. So Jerry's got the guy, this Cushman guy, he's like he's the like, top prospect. Yeah. He's going to be the number one overall pick, so it's a huge get for Jerry. Yeah. Um, And so they are, you know, he's working with him, he's working with Rod, and it ends up, you know, coming to the NFL draft. And I wrote down here, NFL draft production was very good, which means like they, the way they made like the NFL draft and like the whole event around it look was like very realistic. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like they did a good job with that. Um, <laughs> I feel like for all the times you've been to the NFL. Yeah. For all the times <laughs> that I've attended the NFL draft and the time. What I most was, people don't know is that Cameron actually plays in the NFL. That's right. The time I was selected. Um, <laughs> No, I thought they did a good job too. And I good. died laughing. I was like, all of the, the 90s sports logos are great. 
Oh yeah. Like all the teams. Uh, yes. How different they look now so than they different. did in 1996. So different. Like, and crazy. they have like all the like starter windbreakers. Yes, and the windbreakers. Great. It was oh. like the game at the end where they all like all the coaching staff has like them like oh yeah, my the gosh and it has like the geometrical like shapes yes, on it. Yeah, uh, it's, the uh, best. It's so good. I know. It's so good. Um. So. Anyways, they go to the NFL draft. Jerry invites Rod. He wants to kind of show him off. And uh, Rod feels like a little bit put off because he thinks he's only there for Cushman. But which, then, which he kind of which is. Which he kind of is. Yeah. But Jerry's also doing a little bit for Rod by like showing him off and being, introducing him to people. Whatever. Right. Then um, Cushman basically drops Jerry um, like the night before which, the draft. Which that scene is great. That is a really, so really good So he shows scene. up to the room and Cushman is like oh my gosh, the reporters just won't stop calling. And Jerry's like, you just answer, be really nice, but say no comment. We'll talk in 12 hours. Like yeah. after I've been, after you've been drafted and he like picks up the phone and it's Bob sugar. Yeah. And he's like sniff once if Jerry's there and you're like, and so he pretends to be, he pretends Cushman. To be Cushman. Yeah. Yeah. And so he basically finds out from Bob sugar that he think like he thinks he's talking to Cushman about, how they're going behind Jerry's back yeah. with Bob. Right. And what a great scene. Great like, what scene. a great way for him to like it's just the drama of him finding out that way is to find out and yeah. he ends up like saying no comment and then hanging up the phone after right. the phone was already hung up. Um but I also wrote here Cushman sucks at guitar. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's kind of an annoying character and I said the dad is racist apparently because he <laughs> made a comment racist. about like Jerry being like representing a black player. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um yeah, race is brought up a lot in this movie, actually. It is, it is like, a lot. Weirdly. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Um, but I also wrote down a Reebok got roasted uh, by Rod. <laughs> and I was like, did Reebok agree? Did they? I mean, they had to have agreed to <gasps> yeah, have their name in, in there because the they were all over the place. Right. In there, so they were probably like, oh, he could roast us for a line if yeah. we have our stuff everywhere. Right. But I just thought that was funny that he yeah. was like, Reebok sucks, basically. Oh, like, that's really... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because there are like stacks of Reebok shoes yeah. in Cushman's room. Yeah. And, and the like, logo's everywhere at the draft. Yeah. There's Reebok everywhere. Um. And Reebok's brought up a lot of times. Uh, Reebok was big in the nineties. Yeah, I didn't Not realize. So much now. I didn't realize how big Reebok <laughs> was in the nineties. Um, you really missed a lot by being born in you know the mid nineties. I did. Yeah. yeah, I missed the whole like real like seed of the nineties. I just it's true. you know you I was basically the two thousands of my consciousness. You I know. know, I was four years old by the time. I know. It's so. a sad day, but it's all right. <laughs> it is. You're you're you turned out all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, uh, after the draft, he you know. Tom Jerry Maguire he gets dropped and you know he goes and gets drunk basically and uh, I wrote this down here he ends up over at Dorothy's place uh, because he's, he's kind of having a crisis right yeah. and I said you know one of the lines that he says he says I'm lord of the living room <laughs> and that just made me laugh it was in the middle of his like speech where he's like we're gonna be okay we're gonna be fine whatever I'm Jerry Maguire let me tell you a little bit about Jerry Maguire um, and I just thought that was that was funny. So he plays drunk really well. He does play drunk really well because he does it in A Few Good Men too, and it's one yeah. of my favorite scenes. Everybody always talks about the scene in A Few Good Men in the courtroom, which is obviously an iconic and amazing mm -hmm. scene. But the scene where he shows up drunk, I'm like, that's where Tom Cruise. I'm like, yeah. he really does it so well. And he really does. Like, because I mean, you, he's so convincing. Yeah, you see people, you know, they kind of overdo the drunk thing, yeah. or you know, it's just more subdued. But he is like a very like wired. Yeah. Kind of frenzied, you yeah. know, drunk person, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, he picks up the fire uh, poker and he's like pointing he's it. He's pointing it around. And then he like points at the fish and he just like stands there for a second and he's like, I'm drunk. Yeah. 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 He realizes. He's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, wait a great. second. Um, so then after that, um, you know, they're kind of him and Dorothy are starting to kind of build something a little bit. Uh, but he ends up going out to Arizona 
And he, I said, I love the scene of him falling right around the whole facility. Oh, yeah. When he's like talking to him about yeah. his contract. He's like, I started talking, you know, I started negotiating for you you know, whatever. And then Rod, they're just going back and forth and Rod won't put a towel on or anything, yes. but it's just a great scene. And then they end up in like in the bathroom and then, um, Jerry is going like nuts yeah. basically because, you know, Rod's being difficult and Jerry's trying to tell him like, Hey, like you might get your money if, you know, you just kind of like lose well, the has, attitude. Yeah. He's such an attitude. Like he's so, um, and Cuba Gooding Jr. does such a good job because you never hate him, but he's very full of himself. Yes. And, yes. You should hate him. Yeah, he's. I feel like he's. He was always like walking that line. Yeah, of like just... he's kind of annoying, but in a way, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, dude, you gotta drop the attitude. Like he's not. It's clear that he's not a team player. Yes, like he's only looking Definitely. out for number one. I mean, even in that like... scene, Jerry is like, think about before you did it just for the money. And he's yeah. like, well, were you was always it just doing, for the was money? It yeah. For the money? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that is the iconic help me help you yeah. scene from this movie right. that I have actually used. We did regional meetings last year um, where the title of my session was help me help you. <laughs> and it was like, here's all the things you can be doing to help yourself. Yes. And I showed that clip That's from great. this movie yeah. in that scene. So I had recently seen that multiple times. Yeah. but. It's such a, like the, he's so exasperated. Yes. Like Tom Cruise is just yeah. like, Jerry Maguire. Um, he's just like, help me help, help you. you. Like, he, like he's Arms literally flailing. like, yeah, like he's done everything. Like, I love he like kicks the wall. Like, yeah. He's so mad. Yes. And you can sense like the desperation in his character. Cause he's like, if this doesn't work out, like I'm screwed. Like yeah. this is my only client. And he's basically getting in his own way. Like Rod Tidwell is getting in his yes, own way. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I'd say for the mo majority of this movie, Jerry Maguire is like a guy that's like at his wits end. Yeah. And he's just like, you Which know, Tom Cruise is perfect. Yes. <laughs> and he's like a man who's like barely hanging on, but yeah, he's yeah. trying to keep it together, yeah. but he can't sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I thought it was a really funny scene. I did not know that help me help you was from this movie. Yes. And so I wrote it down here and I was like, okay, so you've got, so far it. you've got Show Me the Money. Show Me the Money. Which is from this Help Me, H help, help, me you. help You. Help Me Help You. Yep. And uh, then uh, the the divorced ladies, they, I just wanted to mention them. The Divorced Women's Club. Yes, they cracked me up. They were just, <laughs> so I, think, I felt like it was just like a strange thing to put in there, like there's in the movie. One, there's one scene, or there's one lady, so the woman who says, I finally got in touch with my anger yeah. in the Divorced Women's Club, that's Cameron Crowe's mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she's the hysterical. one that's wearing the hat. So he was like, yeah. she's in, and she has more lines and stuff, but that's like her, that's his mom, which I think is hilarious. I think it sets up the purpose of it. I, think, I was trying to think of it. Like, um, it kind of sets up the end scene, but I also think it gives you an insight into um, Dorothy's sister, Laurel's character. Definitely. Of like, she's obviously divorced. She gets this group of women together. And so she's really, really skeptical about yes jerry and dorothy because she just thinks that he's like not a genuine guy right yeah and even if he is like genuine that he's not like in a spot right now to be you know to right. be pursuing this relationship you know yeah. stuff like that yeah um, but it is hilarious it is yeah. it is <laughs> um and i wrote down here like the love is starting so like they start to like you know they go out on the date and yeah. you know they have which that that's an interesting thing because he makes a comment before they leave, which I wrote this down. It was like one of my favorite lines that I don't remember, but she comes out in a dress and he's very like casually dressed. Mm -hmm. And so clearly like she thinks it's a date. 
Right. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize, you know, whatever. But he says that's more than a dress. That's an Audrey Hepburn movie. Yeah. And I'm like, what a great line. That is a great line. That is a great so line. Smooth, yeah. Right? But like clearly she thinks it's a date and he does not mm. think it's a date. And right. then they go out to this Mexican restaurant and he's like talking about Avery, which was the woman he was engaged to. Yeah. Right. Um, And about how great she was and how he can't believe yeah. he let her go yeah. and it's like Ugh, that's not he's what like you, you just don't bring up with a woman yeah. like that is basically i yeah. was like oh gosh i know and you're like okay so she kind of gets the hint like this isn't a date yeah you know what right. i mean so she kind of kind of cuts it off mm-hmm. but yeah. then but then they go back to dorothy's house and they have this very awkward <laughs> scene on the porch where they're you know just you know kissing doing all this you know sentiment you know you know intimate stuff right yeah uh just out on yeah that you should not do in public yeah Yeah. just doing it out on on the porch under the light you know there's a window right there like it it was just a very strange setting for that in a neighborhood where there are clearly lots of houses yeah tons of houses and everything anybody could be looking uh and it was like a shockingly long scene where you're like how long are they going to stand out there it's almost uncomfortable yeah it is it's not almost it is uncomfortable. it is uncomfortable yeah Yeah, it is (laughs) Uh, and then, you know, they end up, you know, sleeping together, but, you know, Jerry Maguire, he's really, really good with Ray, the kid. Yes. And she like loves that about Jerry. Yeah. Spiky haired kid that I like. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she loves that he's really, really good with Ray. Um, and that's, I feel like it's one of the, the main draws for her to, to Jerry, but she also, like she said, she's inspired by him and you know, whatever. And she's, it's a guy she would want to follow. Um, I also wrote down here real quick, uh, during the sex scene, uh, with Dorothy, uh, Tom Cruise is naked, but he has his watch on. (laughs) (laughs) I did not pick up on that. Yeah. So I just, Oh my gosh. I thought that was a little strange. Um, (laughs) he's like, listen, I'll take everything else off. Yeah. But I got to at least know what time it is. I I cannot go without knowing what time it is. Uh, I didn't have an iPhone to check at the time. He had this right. flip phone, right, so right, right. watch yeah. was a lot easier. Um, oh my gosh, so then that's hilarious. Moving forward, Rod, they get end up getting an offer from the Cardinals. Rod does for a contract going forward. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season, so he's trying to sign a long-term deal, make some good money. Um, and then and retire. He, yeah, and, re- and then retire because yeah. he, he understands like he's getting older. He's got a limited shelf life, right. I think is what he says. Um, and he ends up rejecting the offer that they get because it was like, I think it was $1.7 million over three years. And what Jerry had asked for was four years, $10 million. Yeah. So huge divide there. It's not even close. And so Rod basically says like him and his wife, Regina King. Oh my gosh. Which, She's the one of the best characters in this movie. Yes, she is. And it's funny because I've been watching Watchmen. Oh my gosh. So HBO, they were like, what the heck? And I was like, and I haven't seen Re- Regina King in like that much stuff. Yeah. And it's like to see her back then. And I was just like, this is cool. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just fun to see They're her. like, they perfectly cast her and Cuba Gooding Jr. as like this couple because they're yes. both outrageous. Yes. They're both like over the top. Yeah. Like, you These know, like crazy. outlandish characters yeah. that yeah. you're like, who are you people right yeah exactly uh but anyways they you know convene him and his wife and they decide they're going to reject the offer he's going to bet on himself and uh, you know hope he doesn't get injured and hopefully he'll have a good season and he'll get a big contract um right along with that um you know jerry's struggling he still has his one client rod and uh dorothy is you know concerned that he can't afford her and so well, she's ba- gonna- yeah like basically like they were waiting for this contract to come in because if yeah. he got the 10 million over four years like jerry gets a cut of that right so like when he's like no i'm just gonna play this season and go into free agency and hope somebody picks me up and like sees my value it's like okay if that's what you want to do but also like 
uh, I'm still not getting <laughs> yeah, money. I could like, use some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's even like a scene right after that where they're trying to do like an endorsement deal with like a local. It's a like camel. Know, yeah. With, so with that's the funny. Camel. So it's at Camelback Mountain. So which oh, is yeah. the mountain that my family climbed sure, yeah. last year. Oh, gosh. And that's in that's right outside of Phoenix. Right. And so he's obviously like in Phoenix for mm-hmm. the. But yeah, so it's like Camel cardinal. Chevrolet and they have a camel and at the base of Camelback Mountain. Yeah. yeah. And he just ends up, he, you know, it, Jerry basically pulls him out of it because he's like, this is ridiculous. So he's not getting any money from that, you know, quick commercial or anything. So there's no money coming in. And Dorothy realizes that. And she's basically like, I've got a job offer in San Diego. I'm going to accept the job offer. Yeah. And Jerry's Which they like, never say what it's for. Yeah, they didn't say what it was for. It was kind of... You well, know, I mean, I guess she's in accounting, so it could yeah, be so it any, must be but also, can you not find any accounting jobs where you're at? Closer by, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, she decides she's going to move, and Jerry's like, yeah, like, I get it, whatever. So he's helping her in, like, the moving truck and everything like that, and they talk a little bit, and right before she's about to leave, Jerry is basically like, what if I propose to you? Like, you know, what if we got married? Like, would you stay? Would you stay? Whatever. And so she says, yes. So I think the way he frames it is, I know a way we can save on rent. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Which every woman's dream yeah, exactly. to hear that. Yeah. And that gives you like a little bit of a pick in it. You know, Jerry's character too. Yeah. Well, his like, psyche of like. Yeah. Well, I think they set it up so perfectly too. And I love that the movie is just called Jerry Maguire. Because mm-hmm. like you said before, like they do a really good job of like his job and his like life. Are, they don't feel separate no yeah it's all the and, same right but i think he they set up so much at the beginning of the movie um when he's he's engaged he's gonna get married to avery yes to avery, and yeah. um so they have the bachelor party and they made a video of all of his exes right and yeah they're basically saying like it's like a montage of them being like he can't be alone yes like he just can't be by himself yeah. and that's like a reoccurring like yeah. theme throughout the movie so now dorothy's leaving and instead of realizing what she actually means to him he's scared of what it's going to be like without her yes of being alone right exactly and so you know he convinces her to stay he you know proposes to her and she says yes and then they you know they have the wedding and whatnot i also i wrote down here dorothy was wearing sunglasses at the wedding (laughs) i I think it was outside but also it's still weird but it was also and it was just very strange uh she but likes her sunglasses. She does. It was like, oh, you're at your wedding day. Well, I love that they just cut. They don't even show the ceremony. It's just Jonathan Lipnicki, yeah. tiny little Ray with his little pillow of rings. And he's standing in between them. And the whole ceremony is just him. Yeah. And them like putting their hands down and like telling him when to do stuff. And I'm like, right. why is he like the cute? Like, kill me. He had a tiny little suit on yep, with a did. vest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kill me. He is so cute. And his glasses and his spiky hair. His spiky little hair. Hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah. So then after you know the marriage and everything, it moves into football season. And Jerry is trying to be very involved with Rod because he wants him to have a good year. But he's also traveling a lot, you know. Yeah, because he goes the to the guys, games every week. Yeah, yeah, under the guise of, like, supporting Rod, which he is doing, but he's also getting away, you know, getting out of the house, getting away from Dorothy and his marriage yeah. and everything like that. Rod kind of confronts him about it, and Jerry, you know, kind of, you know, understands that, you know, he maybe he didn't do this for the right reasons and everything, and, like, he is maybe his heart's not in it, whatever. Um, and so, like, the relationship between Jerry and Dorothy, like, begins to kind of fall apart throughout that football season while he's traveling and everything like that. Right. Um, and you know, they end up, you know, deciding to break up. Like Dorothy basically kind of forces him into it where she's like, look, it's my fault. You know, I shouldn't, I took advantage of you. I shouldn't have done this, you know, whatever you were in a certain spot. And I think it's such a huge scene. Like I, yeah. I love the script in this because it 
feels very real, mm-hmm. but it also feels like um, it's very well-rounded and the characters are very like full and yes. deep. Yes. And I think she kind of comes to terms with the fact that like she could just blame it all on Jerry yeah, because he isn't doing his part. Right. But she kind of realizes her mistake in all of it and what she's done wrong. And instead of coming to him and being like, you're not doing your job and kind of like um, condemning him for his wrongs. She kind of approaches it with a, um, Hey, listen, like I, this is my fault, Mm -hmm. you know? And she's like, I should not have. Cause I think uh, when the, the, on the moving van scene where he like proposes Mm -hmm. um, Laurel, her sister is like, just get in the car, get in the the car, car. get in the car. Cause she knows how they both are. Mm -hmm. And like, he can't stand to be alone. And she just wants like, to please people basically yeah so it's like a toxic terrible mashup exactly if they're doing it for the wrong reasons and so that whole scene where she kind of is like you know i admit that i've had fault in this too i think actually speaks very highly of her for sure but then also makes it mendable yeah which continue because we'll get to that and so yeah so that that happens and you know he goes off you know rod's got a big game Monday night football. Monday night football coming up, and so Thanks Jerry's Jerry's like, I'm gonna be there, um, and so he goes out there for the Monday night football game, and they show like a uh, shot of um, sugar, Bob, Bob Sugar. sugar. Um, how do I? <laughs> how do, like how do you animated, not remember that? It sounds like uh, an animated character. It does Bob Sugar? You Bob know, Sugar. Uh, he's talking to Rod like, oh, where's your agent at? Like, you know, you can come over to us. It's time to come play in the big leagues, whatever. And Jerry, you know, comes up and shoes him away, and then. Jerry ends up in the press box and, you know, Rod has like a big game or like a really, really good game. He takes a couple hard hits, but he ends up catching a touchdown late in the game and he kind of gets flipped and like lands on his neck and he gets knocked unconscious and he's just laying there and, uh, you know, Regina King's character, she's freaking out. Like the whole family's watching at home on TV. Uh, Jerry's freaking out and he's unconscious for a while. And we actually actually got, I wrote down here in big letters, Tom Cruise running. Yes. I said Tom Cruise running down the corridor after Rod gets hit. Dot dot dot. He's always running. There's nothing better than a good Tom Cruise sprint. Is it a Tom Cruise movie if he's not running at some point? You really shouldn't even be able to like put his name on the credits if he's not sprinting no. in it. Like, um, the movie doesn't call for it. And so after the end credits, just a shot of him running. Yeah, they're like, like Oh yeah, we th- look at this. Look at over this, everybody. Uh, remember he runs. Yeah. I always think of that scene in Mission Impossible Fallout yeah. when it's that, that long oh, building yeah. in England when it's just like he's just running for like 700 yards and you're well, just like, like honestly, it's a dead sprint and i said this in the mission impossible episode but i'm like i don't it's not even a camera trick i think he, he just runs that fast no, like i think he's like very fast and he also like a lot of people like look ridiculous when they're running like me i look yes. ridiculous yeah. yeah and even if like you don't look ridiculous like you, you'll look like you're not acting yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying but like tom like obviously there's editing and stuff like that too but even when he's running you're like looks great like yeah. you know what i'm saying like he's just a badass you're like, like you're per- just like yeah. he nobody runs like tom Cruise. yeah you're like perfect sprinting form like he looks great and it's just like wow like tom tom's and so when we got that i was very excited yeah you're like oh good running. we got a clip of tom we even get a second one <laughs> after you know rod gets up and starts celebrating so rod you know he comes back to consciousness and he has this absurd scene where yes. he is like excessively celebrating where you kind of almost think something's wrong yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're like, you're did like, he get hit in the head too hard? Yeah, you're like, what is, you know, like, what is kind of going on here? Yeah. But but it was a game-winning touchdown. It was a game-winning catch. touchdown that, t- that sent them to the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. Yeah. I believe so is what I they mean, said. you know, warranted so, yeah, a little celebration, yeah, bigger yeah. deal. Um, and you know, that's when 
you know, he loves, you know, Jerry's like excited. Obviously, Rod's having a great time, but it's like that moment where it's like they just seized their moment, basically, right? right? It was a huge touchdown Monday night, prime time. And like Rod has finally proved his worth, where it's like, you need to pay me. Like, I'm your star player. Yeah. Whatever. And you want to keep me around. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, they go to it after it's after the game, and, you know, Rod's finally getting interviewed and everything. And, you know, he's been kind of seeking that where he wants the attention. You know, he wants people to like care about him, uh, you know. And, you know, Jerry's sitting off to the side and they kind of point at each other and it's like, we did it. We did it. Right. Yeah. So it's like a big celebration moment. And that's when Jerry kind of like realizes he's like, I wish I had somebody other than Rod because Rod, this is Rod's, you know, kind of moment. But I am right. having my own moment, too. I wish I had somebody to share this with. Yeah. Right. And that's when we get the second scene of him running where he is like in a dead sprint to get back home. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. one. Yeah. Well, the phone, his phone rings. That's right. His phone rings. And he thinks it's Dorothy. And he thinks it's Dorothy. But it's Marcy. But it's Marcy. It's Rod's wife. Yeah. That's right. And uh, I think that's the moment where it clicks for him where he's like, I really wanted to talk to her. And I wanted to share that yeah, moment with her. Like that's her. who and, I wanted to share it with. Right. And, and I think it caught him by surprise. Yeah, I think it did too, because he, you know, you could tell he's kind of like Dorothy, and then it was like, oh wait, no, it's yeah. not who that Dorothy? is. And Dorothy? Yeah. <laughs> what if he said it like that? <laughs> you were there, and you were there. That would be great if he said it like that. <laughs> so, anyways, he he basically goes back to Dorothy's house, and of course the the, div- the divorcee, uh, the divorce group, women's club, yes, yes. It, they're they're uh, meeting, meeting. They're and weekly meeting. So Jerry like busts in and he's like, I'm looking for my wife. And, you know, she stands up and she basically like makes him give his big spiel right there amongst all of the divorced women. Yeah. And he's everything. Like, all right, we can do it right here. Yeah. If we need to. <laughs> but, you know, basically gives his big spiel and he was like, all I wanted to do in that moment was share this with you and everything. And, you know, he gives his big apologies, big speech, and they end up, you know, getting... He says the famous line, it's, you complete me. You complete me. Yeah. Yes. Which so, is from the elevator, which I think is a great callback to when they first leave mm-hmm. together. When yes. she's like, I'll go with you. They yeah. get in the elevator and there's... Um, That's right. Uh, I don't know. One of them's deaf. Yes. One of the, I think the... I think the, the dude. Gr- yeah, is, is it the, the girl? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> 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 I mean, neither of them talk because... But all, all it takes is one deaf person right. for them both not to talk. Exactly. So... um. I don't know. He signs you complete me. Yeah. To her and <clears throat> that he kind of cracks a joke. Tom Cruise says like, you know, I wish I knew what he said and she's like, "Well, I actually have an aunt who's hearing impaired and <laughs> he said you complete me." And it's like kind of awkward cuz then they don't know what to say. Yeah, cuz then they're kind of like, "Okay." So he brings that back around and mm-hmm. he says you complete, you complete me. me. And then she says you had me at hello. You had me at hello. That's right. Which okay. is like yeah, yeah. the line. Yeah, that is yeah. the you had me at hello. That's the when I heard that, I thought in my head I was like, "Is that where it's originally from like, like what are they quoting yeah you're like no everyone else is quoting this yeah movie. and i'm like yeah. i like that's what what the show me the money i was like okay and then the other one what was the other one it was nope it was right here maybe help me help you yeah help me help i you. was like is that really from here yeah and then yeah you know all that stuff those I was are like, like the four big ones yeah. like you complete me you have me at hello show me the money help me yeah. help you and yeah, like, those are like yeah the, i couldn't believe three of those were from yeah jerry mcguire i was yeah. like i just assumed that was you know yeah. like something you know, else somewhere way back whatever they're like in the pop culture like lexicon now like yeah. that's like everybody knows right people quote that they don't even know where it's from yeah exactly yeah. they don't even know where it's from like I, yeah. i've done it you know and uh anyways so happy moment you know back together woohoo and then there's rod he goes on the show that he that him and jerry had been watching in the airport before it's like a sports interview show yeah and rod was making fun of the people crying on camera right, <laughs> right? he was like that's you know that's crazy whatever 
And so he ends up doing this interview too. And he's like, you're not going to make me cry, whatever, uh, to the guy that was interviewing yeah, him. He's like talking to him about his like past, about his, his past and his leaving dad leaving him and, like and his stuff, single yeah. mom and everything. He's like, you're not going to make me cry. And then the guy is like, well, I just got handed the news that you have just been offered like a four year, $11 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, Rod like breaks down and he's crying on camera. And I thought that was funny that they yeah, kind of like eventually, brought that around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just, a, you know, a nice, a nice tie up. And then I think the, la- the last scene is jerry and dorothy and ray are uh, like walking by a baseball field and then ray throws the ball like to the kids and he like throws it really far he's and got then, an arm yeah and jerry's like well you know i'm just saying like yeah i know <laughs> the right people and everything and that's just kind of how it ends yes it's um i really love i forgot that the you have me at hello you complete me scene takes place in front of the divorce women's club. yes because whenever you see it like isolated like that moment it's just mm-hmm. like the close-ups on them right and so unless you like have seen the movie like recently and i was like oh yeah i forgot that takes place in front of the yeah. divorce women's yeah. club which makes it even better it's hysterical yeah. yeah um all right we're gonna take a break and hear a word from our sponsor um and then we'll come back and go through our notes um and some trivia and stuff like that so we'll be right back Today's episode is brought to you by Cincinnati Sports Fans Anonymous, the newest fan-centric app on the market. Are you a Cincinnati sports fan? Do you enjoy being miserable? Then this is the app for you. Imagine if Twitter or Facebook were just an app filled with the worst people you can imagine talking about the sports teams you root for. You can get access to endless amounts of pointless arguments and depressing realizations about the Bengals, Reds, and FC Cincinnati. Inevitably, the conversations will shift towards politics, college sports, and anything else you have no interest in. With over 5,000 reviews in the App Store, CSFA holds a rating of 1.2 stars. CSFA, somehow making Cincinnati sports even worse. Download now on any Apple or Android device. Thanks to CSFA for sponsoring this episode. All right, welcome back. I'm going to go through some of my notes. You went through some of yours, but you know, as we kind of go through, you know, if you have anything, throw it out there. Um, I, this is maybe the first movie that I've watched on the podcast where I'm like, this is the most handsome Tom Cruise looks. He is good looking in this movie. Yes. I think the fourth note I wrote down was fantastic hair. Wow. (laughs) Because you're kind of working on your own Jerry Maguire thing right now. I do have some, I guess some some flow going here. He Um, looks really good. And this is like him in his prime. Like this is very handsome man. Yeah. Um, his pager, love it. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of really great '90s technology. Yes. The laptop is gigantic. Yeah, yeah. I love the laptop when he. It was during that scene when Dorothy is basically like forcing them yeah. to like break up, yeah. and he's like sitting outside in the backyard, and he's got like kind of like a little desk set yeah. up there, and he has this like it's more plastic than it is. It screen. looks like a military grade yes. laptop yes. that would survive battle. Yeah, it's like, like I mean, it's like it's like four inches thick on yeah. the bottom, and then like the screen is like taking up a quarter of the yeah. top part. It's and, like, basically the rest of it. a desktop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it basically is. It's yeah. just absurd, but so much good '90s technology, uh, and, and you know, the cell obvious, phones, yes. the pagers, the computers, just all of it. Hilarious. Uh, even like when they show like the broadcast of like the football games and stuff you're yeah. like yeah that's what it used to look like real grainy yeah. and like disgusting i wrote that down too i wrote down standard definition tv and i was like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> look how far we've come yes um jonathan lipnicki which is ray mm-hmm. spiky haired kid yes. is quite possibly the cutest kid ever yep. like it was jonathan like jonathan lipnicki paved the path for jacob tremblay absolutely like yeah. that is he is the same amount and of cuteness i've got to give him some credit too like he's at that age i mean he's very very young in this movie i don't know how old he is but he had to be like what five five maybe i would guess 
And, you know, normally I don't like child actors that much because they're normally just not good actors. Right. Because you know? they're children. Yes. Because yeah. they're children. <laughs> and so like when a movie like uh, chooses to give like a child actor like a, a good amount of screen time, like, you know, it's like they open themselves up for risk that's going yeah. to be some bad acting or, you know, and yeah. he's like actually like really, really good. Like, super good. And yeah. he's meant to be like a little like fun, you know. He's just like a nerdy little fact nerdy. sharing kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he like he delivers his lines like really well. And yes. he's like very curt. And like it's just like it's exactly what you would expect a kid to be like. Well, and it's almost like he understands comedic timing. Yeah. Like right. the way he says his lines, you're like, that was funny. Yeah. Like he had to know that that was funny. Right. It was good how he delivered yeah. it and everything. Um, um, I love. So uh, Dorothy and ray are on the same flight as um jerry Maguire, but he's in first yep. class and they're in economy yes and um ray basically asks her like what the people are doing up there and she's like first class used to be a better meal now it's a better life and man if i don't feel that every time i walk onto a plane <laughs> you walk right past all the people in first class and you're, you're like, like wow Ah, I wonder what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, even just down to the leg room. You're like, yeah, I'd love I to have know. that. Uh, just anything, really, yeah. honestly. Um, Bonnie Hunt makes every movie better. She's the one who, she played uh, Dorothy's sister, Laurel. Okay, yeah. She was great. She is amazing. So good. I love her in everything that she does. She needs to be in literally every movie. She like, is she is awesome. Her comedic timing is mm-hmm. She's amazing. so, like, she's so dry and, like, short. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's like the perfect delivery yeah. of it. It's yeah, like she's yeah, yeah. mastered that kind of comedy. You yeah. know, it's it's so, so good. She made me laugh. Oh my gosh. She has some of the best lines in the movie. Um, so Avery was played by Kelly Preston. Do you know who Kelly Preston is? No, I don't she think she is married to John Travolta. Oh, really? And has been for a really long time. Wow. Yeah, like they've been married for a really long time. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I know. I was like, I wonder if he knows that. I wrote it down. I did not. Um let's see, I already talked about that. Oh, the scene where he leaves the office mm-hmm. after, right after he gets fired yeah. is one of the greatest scenes. Oh, it's awesome. Because when he first, it's so funny because like when he first, he's like, I know you all expect me to freak out. Yeah. And he like starts and you're like, oh, and like it's a like, little oh, unnerving. Like this is exactly like a lot of like, um, like physicality to this role. Yeah. I think that what people like don't realize too is like, I mean, obviously like Tom Cruise is like a really good stunt actor, action mm-hmm. star, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that makes you a really good physical actor, but it's more like action. Right. But I feel like when he's in movies that clearly aren't action roles, like he's still a very physical actor. Yes, he and is. And like he uses his body like a lot. Yeah. Um, he's and always I, very like expressive. Yeah. With like even like what scene we were talking about it with where he's like kicking the wall in the yeah. locker room. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's very expressive. Mm-hmm. But I love that scene. It's such a great scene. And I think that's like... I just wrote down, I was like, Tom Cruise is such a good actor. Like, yeah, you believe yeah. wholeheartedly how convicted he is about his convictions of how the business should be run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I totally thought that his assistant was Judy Greer. <laughs> okay. It's not. Not? Not <laughs> no, at all. Okay. it's not. I actually looked it up on IMDb. I was like, is that Judy Greer? Because she's like the one actress that like shows up in everything. In every movie, yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, there's Judy Greer again. And I was like, that's so weird. I never knew she was in Jerry Maguire. And I was like, oh, it's not her. Yeah. Uh, but she looks an awful lot like her. Mm-hmm. Um, when he goes to Texas um, to meet with Cushman, mm-hmm. his dad asks him if he wants a bloody beer. Yes. And it's a beer with tomato juice in it. And that is so similar to the red eye that Asi Miyagi makes in Cocktail. Oh, really? So it's a terrible drink that yeah. he makes in the movie Cocktail. And I was like, that's so, it's such a random thing to have in two of your movies. Yeah, in two like, of your movies. It's so bizarre. That yeah, is, I was like, that's so weird. It's very strange. Um, I said, there he goes singing again. 
yep. um, when he's singing yep. Free Fallen in the car. That he's sings in an inordinate amount of his movies yeah he does have a, a lot of singing i thought that scene was was funny it got made me laugh because like he turns on the first song and he's like singing it but he doesn't know the words yeah, yeah. and he turns it and he's like no no no, this isn't the one and he like turns it to the next one and he's like no no this isn't it and he like flips the channel a couple of different times and actually when that happened i wrote down just having the radio <laughs> this is like, gonna make me sound choose, young i was like song. this must have been like such a miserable time because like i you know i you know i haven't had an ipod or whatever right. like the whole time i've been growing up right. but like but now majority. that i have it i'm like i can't imagine not having oh, it. i know well and i love like you can i love this is the kind of stuff like cameron crowe is such a good he actually wrote and directed this okay and i it's such a tiny little like human i think this is little things that make it more realistic yes but like if you've ever gotten in your car and you're like so amped about something, you're like, I just want to sing. Yeah, I just want to sing. I just want to belt it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then yeah. like the whole like he can't find a song that he actually knows. Yeah. Like I'm like that's hilarious. So it's like stopping him up and he's like, oh, I know. Like, that's just like the reality of it, right? And then um, Ray has a male nanny that watches him, an au pair as he likes mm -hmm. to be called. Yes. And there's a scene where he shows up and Ray is wearing the same shirt as the male nanny, <laughs> and I was like, why? That is so weird. They're like, matching. Yeah, that was like a very they're strange not thing. related. Did he dress him and like I don't know like yeah, it was very but bizarre. somebody had to make that choice actually for the movie and I wonder what right. they thought people were going to think the well, reason was. Well, and it's so it's not like oh weird they're both wearing a blue T-shirt. It's like the same it's pattern the same button pattern down. Shirt. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. it's, and it's like a weird geometrical shape like pattern and yeah. you're like what? So it's like, clearly yeah, the same clearly shirt. Clearly the same shirt. Yeah. Um, I wrote down Cuba Gooding Jr. is so great in this movie. He's perfectly <laughs> cast. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So you were talking about the scene where he's getting like hammered at the airport. Yes. I don't know if you noticed this because that's when he and he ends up at Dorothy's, the one we talked yeah. about. But his shirt is on inside out. Oh, did, I did you not notice, notice that? that? So no. he has a blue blazer on and then a white V-neck T-shirt on underneath of it, and yeah. it's on inside out oh, the gosh. whole time. Yeah. And I was at first in the in the airport, I was like, oh no, did they just not catch that? Mm -hmm. And then as the scene goes on, you're like, no, I think they did it on purpose because like, it's, it's like how out of control he like is. Disheveled, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he just doesn't have it together. Um, yeah. Bonnie Hunt and Renee Zellweger are great together in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like they definitely yes. feed off of each other like sisters. Really well. yeah, yeah, like you believe that dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and again, the help me help you scene is so good. <laughs> and that whole locker room scene, I was like, well, more butts. Yeah. I just wrote butts. down like I don't know why there are so many butts in Tom Cruise movies, but apparently it's just one of the things. Um There was also there was a scene like later on in the movie when they're in the they're in the Arizona locker room. And the, the woman is the interviewing ladies, the guy yes, completely yes, butt naked? Yes. The lady is interviewing this guy and he's clearly naked. And there's a camera there too. It's like they're like supposed to be filming like the lady that's interviewing him or whatever. And he's naked. And she also drops the microphone and has to like... It's such a weird moment yeah she has like bend down and like grab it off the ground and i was like what are they it's completely unnecessary yeah i was like what are they doing yeah. here and because the whole point of the scene is that somebody else in the locker room is getting interviewed and it's not rod right like cut back to him yeah. and he's not getting interviewed but all of that was weird yeah and also i'm like hashtag me too that would never happen in 2019 yeah right like, like, it's, like it's a female never, yeah. re like reporter like, put a towel on yeah. dude like, and, like i get like when they first when they did it at first when they're at the football facility and they, they show like a couple of dudes they walk you know it's like There's oh not yeah a female reporter yeah. in there yeah. yeah but you're like oh yeah football like I get it showers whatever right. it's like oh we're just creating the reality you know all this stuff but then that one was like <laughs> I why? was like why is this that's so funny I didn't even write anything down about that but that's yeah. so weird it was very weird um, Bonnie Hunt's best line is right at right before she sends her out on the date yes. quote unquote date with Jerry Maguire and she says don't cry at the beginning of the date cry at the end like I do like I do yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I was 
like, oh my gosh, that is line. the greatest line. It's a great line. Uh, it made me laugh so hard. Um, let's see here. Oh, the scene. So after uh, Dorothy tells him that they have to kind of break up, he's like, what about Ray? Yeah. And he kind of starts to tear up. Like he's yeah. really attached to this kid. Yeah. And she's like, you'll still be friends. Like, you know, you'll still see each other. Um, and it shows him like in his room, like Ray is sleeping and yeah. he like reaches out and touches his little hand and it's like the most heartbreaking scene. Yeah, And he is. starts to like cry. Like Tom he Cruise does. starts to cry. Like Jerry's like really upset about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ugh, the fish is in there. Yes. The, the fish, fish is, is just in like there. a constant reminder yeah, of like his like decision. A, yeah. yeah. Of what it's like a continuity did. thing. Um, um, and so I was like, that scene is really, really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so everyone always talks about how cute Jonathan Lipnicki is in this movie, and he is adorable in this mm-hmm. movie. But there is another really l- cute little kid yes. in this movie, and it is Rod and Marcy's son. Rod and Marcy's son. He's... And he is adorable. Yeah. And nobody ever remembers that kid. I know. He's basically he just pops up, and he just like yells things, and it's yes. great. Like He's just cute, and it's it's just fun. You know? oh, he's my a gosh. good character. He's, he's a good great, guy. and I feel like he got the shaft because nobody talks yeah, about how cute that kid right. is. And he's you know, just as cute. Lip Nicky definitely got like more screen time. Right, obviously. But like this guy shined in his little bit of time too. It's like so I gotta true. give him credit. I know. And the last thing I had written down was when Rod gets hit and he's unconscious on the field, the commentator is like, at a time like this, you just have to hope his family isn't watching. <laughs> and I'm like, What? Like of course they're watching. You're what like, else would they be doing? Also, like, why would you wish that they weren't? Like I know. When, don't you like, think I hope his be... family didn't care enough to watch this <laughs> yeah. football game. I hope his like, family has no idea he might be in serious like yeah. you know Or that he even danger. plays football. Yeah. Like, of course they're watching. Like, yeah. like, it was the we, weirdest we I mean I get about? I get the heart of the comment, but it's such yeah. a weird thing to say. Uh, before I jump into the trivia, were there any other notes you wrote down that you wanted to touch on? Yeah, a couple more, a couple other things. Um the first thing I wrote down is it's hard to not be cheesy in a sports movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, you know, I've watched a ton of different sports movies and, you know, I played baseball in college and everything and I've been around sports for Which my entire life. Which is so funny to me that you did not know that this was a sports movie. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, no, I, I had no like, idea it was a sports movie. I was like, oh, because when you suggested it, I was like, oh, because it's sports. Yeah, and Cameron sports. loves, he played it. sports, he loves sports. Nope. No idea. I had no idea. Oh, and when you told me what you did, what you knew about it, I was like, oh god, he doesn't even know this is about sports. <laughs> I'm like, he's really gonna like this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, but it's hard to not be cheesy because you watch a different, you know, a bunch of different types of sports movies, and they all have like, these weird cliches in them and everything. And I thought this was like a very unique take on it. Yeah. And I thought for the most part they avoided like the bad kind of cheesiness. Like there's you know campiness and everything that you can have to a movie that you know makes it kind of charming and stuff like that, but. Uh, it's like a lot of like the like actual like sports clips yeah. and stuff like that. Like if they actually show people playing the sport and everything where they really fall off a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was interesting cause they definitely had a lot of real game footage they did. in this movie. So that the specifically the Dallas Cowboys yes. and the Cardinals game mm-hmm. was an actual Monday night football game yeah. that happened and they filmed footage there. Yeah. I, during could, the game. I could tell. And, um, but in real life, the Cowboys won the game. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. So I thought that was interesting they that like interesting. it didn't actually play out the way that they wanted it to for yeah. the movie yeah but even i mean even like the scenes that like weren't it wasn't live sports footage it was obviously for the movie it didn't look bad you right. know what i'm saying because like a lot of time uh, it's it's never really going to be great because you're not right. going to be able to get professional athletes right. as actors you know what i'm <laughs> right. saying like that's just not how it works yeah uh and some actors just aren't going to be athletic they're yeah. not going to move the same whatever but it didn't it doesn't like take you out of it right, right? yeah so you, you weren't watch like oh it, that wasn't Cuba yeah. getting junior you watch yeah. it and you're like okay yeah like i get it but it wasn't like okay well that was like uh that was like glaringly bad right uh so i gotta give him credit for that it wasn't cheesy and like the sports scenes in it were 
they didn't take you out of it. They right. were good enough. And I liked how they used like the real footage. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I've written down is I don't get the point of sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Let, I never even in a million years, if you would have asked me something <laughs> that you would say in this podcast, that would not have been even on the list. And I'll just, I'll clarify Like if it's like a neither, romantic. Neither does dad. So you're in the same boat. It's, if it's like a, ro- if it's a romantic thing right where it's like the character that you're watching and like the thing that's happening right now is like building like the romance right whatever like i get that right yeah. that's a part of of right. romance but like the one they showed at the beginning here oh, between gosh. him and his fiance it's very jarring it's very like jarring and it's like yeah. it's like aggressive right yeah. and you're like <laughs> i was just like what i was like i don't get and like you see it all like i see you know see sex scenes whatever all over the place yeah and it's just like i don't understand like what that's supposed to yeah add to the movie right you know it's like i just don't get i can't find a reason for it and it just baffles my mind the only thing i can think about in this movie is that they have two and there's one between him and avery at the beginning and Mm -hmm. one between him and dorothy yeah in like the middle and it's very they're very different very yes you're right i think the point of that which you could have gotten the point across in so many other ways but i think the first one it's not there's no emotion involved. Like it's very, like you said, it's very aggressive. It's very aggressive. It's very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it is jarring. It yeah. really is. And like, well, it just cuts to it, and you're like, wow. Yeah, like, like there's oh, no gosh. lead up to it. Yeah, you're like, um, it's <laughs> happening. Ah, uh, got really awkward in this room for about thirty seconds. Oh yeah. Um, which I love too. They keep cutting to their dog watching them. It's yeah. So awkward. Yes. Like everything about it, you're just. It's like, like oh. it's almost like they were acknowledging the awkwardness. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The dog's watching and it's yeah. weird, right? It's weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I think, but like it. There was never any, like, love in his relationship with Avery. Sure. So I think that was, like, trying to highlight that. And she's like, I'm going to go grab something from the kitchen. Do you want anything? Like, it's not, it's just, like, an exchange. Yeah, Do you know right, what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's not, like, relationship yeah. building. But, and again, you could have done that yeah, in so, so many That's other the thing. Ways. Is like, I get that, like, you can use it as a vehicle for characterization. Right. But I just don't find it very effective because it's, whenever, like, you're sitting there watching a movie, whenever depending on who you're around or even if just you're by yourself, depending on the type of sex scene that it is, it's always like a moment of like apprehension, right? It's always right. like, a, oh, okay, we're doing like, this. I shouldn't be watching yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, I, this is strange. <laughs> I so, feel awkward. So like instead of you like paying attention to like what that scene is supposed to be conveying, you're just uncomfortable yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. right? Or you're worried about like the person next to right. you, like, oh, what are they <laughs> thinking right now? So you don't like, you don't even like pick up right. on the characterization right, exactly. that's supposed to be happening. Yeah, right? it's not even doing its job. Yeah. So yeah, that was unless that was, the job is for you to feel very uncomfortable, in which case, right? In which case, yeah, they did that. Which yeah, you know, whatever. I think this is the most you've ever said sex scene to me ever. Yeah, it's got to. I'm breaking <laughs> records for sure. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for our parents to listen to this. They're oh yeah, it's gonna, gonna be great. So proud of. They're us. gonna be glad that we talked about sex scenes. Um, <laughs> we we're old now. We're adults. That's right. We are adults. We graduated to the young adults table at Thanksgiving this week. So oh I yeah, feel like we've time. earned it. Ya. Yep. We uh, I, w- I wanted to point out that there was a lot of re- like sunglasses in this movie. Uh, you know, I talked about the one at the wedding. At the wedding, yes. But there was just like there was like Jerry would wear them everywhere, and like Rod had sunglasses on all the time. And I just thought it was strange how prominent sunglasses were in the movie. Sunglasses? I think Tom Cruise has a thing with sunglasses. I think he, yeah. I think he might just be like, I want to wear the sunglasses. Risky business. Mm-hmm. Top Gun. Yep. He like made sunglasses, those types of sunglasses, like famous. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I just think he has a thing. He just likes. Yeah. He just likes. He's it. like they're like filming a scene. He's like, you know what? I think my character would be doing in this scene wearing, <laughs> wearing sunglasses. sunglasses. Clearly. <laughs> Is it nighttime? Don't care. Well, in Am the I one inside? scene. Oh, I know. <laughs> don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I'm drunk. 
I'm wearing sunglasses. <laughs> um, well, even like I thought it was a really sweet scene where like Renee Zellweger is crying and he's like, what are you, what are you thinking? And he like pulls her sunglasses down yeah. and like she's, her eyes are yeah. all teared up. And that was you know? good. I like I'm like, that oh, too. see that served a function. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last thing real quick is, I don't know if this was like a thing that has like become less prominent over the years, but I noticed that there was a lot of close up face shots. Oh yeah. A lot. And I feel like, like it stuck out to me, which tells me that like it does, that doesn't happen as often in movies today as maybe i as, yeah. you know what i'm saying like maybe yeah. maybe it does some yeah but i just thought i was like wow that there are a lot of face-up close it's shots. a weird like um because i think this movie is so dialogue heavy yes that like and that you use that a lot and like you like cutting close when it's like yeah. important right you're saying something so i feel like but the other thing i noticed too i didn't write this down but like um which i thought was interesting and i don't know if it was i'm sure it was a choice made by the cinematographer mm-hmm. and cameron crowe's the director but like way back in the day um and like the movies in the 40s like every time it would cut to like a woman mm-hmm. they would have that like glow around them yeah and they always how they did that back in the day they would stretch pantyhose over the lens oh really that would soften everything interesting um and i noticed it in a few scenes with renee zellweger really and i was like i wonder if they did that on purpose or if it was just like the lighting but like the lighting was really soft on her like yeah. they made her character very like soft mm-hmm. yeah um, which i thought was interesting but they do it to tom cruise a couple times but i wonder i that's an interesting thing to pay attention to to like go back and see like which scenes they mm-hmm. chose to do that yeah. and if it's supposed to be like a character choice yeah you know what i mean right right but there was one scene too that was it was um dorothy and laurel is that her name dorothy dorothy yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sitting they were sitting out on the porch and the backlight was yeah. on and it was very dark you on couldn't them, see the faces right and i thought that like stuck out to me too i was like is that like that's got to be a choice because yeah. you would obviously notice that. Or the light went out and they it, were just like, we got to roll. Yeah. <laughs> but they were kind of talking about like what what Dorothy should do with Jerry and right. everything. So I thought like maybe that was like, you know, like supposed to be like imagery for like, yeah. it's a, you know, kind of a dark, like sad yeah. kind of thing that they're right. talking about. But yeah. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they were like, oh, the makeup crew left. So Yeah. We are running out of time here. Yeah. So we got to uh, get this just, shot just in. Just shoot it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just running low. I know. That is interesting. Got anything else? Uh, just one, one more thing. I, I thought it was funny to see Tom Cruise like acting in like a dom- a domestic setting at least yeah. some of the time. Yeah. Because you know, the uh, the first thing I think of when I think Tom Cruise is obviously Mission Impossible. Right. Um, but like a, you know, a lot of the other movies that I think about him in, even if he is like not like an action hero. Yeah. A lot of it's not like. He's not like a dad. He's not. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. the thing. It was like him being like almost like a father figure for Ray. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting and like. It just, it was kind of funny to me because you don't normally see him in that role. Yeah. And right? I don't think he, I thought about that too when I was um, thinking about this movie a couple mm-hmm. days ago. And I was like, I don't think he and Nicole Kidman had kids at this point. Yeah. So like, I don't even think he'd had right. like any experience with like a kid of his own. But That's he does play that really well where he's like mm-hmm. kind of uncomfortable around him at first. Yeah. But then he like warms up to him. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Certainly. Um, all right. Let's do some Jerry Maguire trivia. Let's do it. Um. So this is fun. Tom Cruise did not remember that Bonnie Hunt was in Rain Man, which was in the <laughs> 80s. So at first he thought she was joking when she said they'd worked together before. Oh, wow. I think she's a very small role. I think she plays like a waitress or something. Yeah. Like he, she was like, oh, it's nice to work with you again. And he was like, again. That was, and she was like, uh, Rain Man? That's hilarious. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, there's John Favreau has Chef Show on yes, Netflix. Yes, the Gwyneth Paltrow thing. Gwyneth Paltrow, and she like completely forgets. She's like, I'm not in that movie. She's like, I'm not in. Like, it was Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. right? She's like, no, I'm not in that. And he's like, 
yes, yeah. you are. We've, and she's we like, were literally there together. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. She's like completely forgot. She was I that love that Gwyneth Paltrow clearly does not watch any of the Marvel no, movies no. at all, and has, she has no yeah. clue where she fits in yeah. the universe. She's like, it's I amazing. acted in them, and that was it. <laughs> She's like, I showed up. There was a green screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They paid me money. It was yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. But I feel like that has to happen with them a lot because they film so much stuff out of like order. And, yes. Like, they'll be filming another movie and they're like, oh, we got to throw this scene in. Right. So you can't falter too much, but it is no. hilarious. But it is funny. Well, the fact that she just adamantly denied it. Yeah, she was like, like no, that clearly, didn't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, well, maybe just own up to the yeah. fact that you don't really She's know. just like ripping up Kale and just like, no, 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 I was not in that movie. <laughs> ripping up Kale. She's like, remember, I was married to Tony, or, you know, yeah. I was with Tony. With Tony I, why would Stark. I be in Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing to do with that. Well, you do know that Tony Stark is in Spider-Man. Um, so Jonathan Lipnicki showed up on the set one day telling everyone that the human head weighs eight pounds. Oh, my gosh. And Cameron Crowe liked it so much that he wrote it into the script. That's awesome. So that's another really famous line from that movie. Yeah. Is he's like, Jerry, did you know that the human head weighs ten, eight pounds? Whatever it is. <laughs> Which I'm like, his head is so big, I think it might weigh like yeah, 12 pounds. Yeah, like he's got a big head. <laughs> he's got a big old noggin. Big head kid. Um, two funny. lines from the film, show me the money and you had me at hello, are on the American Film Institute's top 100 movie quotes. So it has two wow. on the top 100 movie quotes. That is crazy. Well, when you think like how many times have both of those been parodied in other things? Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like they show up yeah. a lot. And it's like, like you said, it's almost become like part of like the lexicon where yeah. it's like you don't even understand where it comes yeah. from, but it, it's a saying. Everybody yeah, knows it's, it's a like, saying, um, right? It's like Luke, I am your father. Yeah, like, exactly. Even if you've never seen Star Wars, you know that line. Yeah. Like, um, the scene in which Jerry and Ray are talking in the living room for the first time, mm-hmm. so when he comes out of his room, yeah. um, was completely ad-libbed. No way. Yes. So director Cameron Crowe wanted to create a genuine feel between the two and did so by not having a written dialogue for that scene, which is hilarious because that's when he drops the F-bomb and he's like, you said, and then he and then he cusses, like yeah. the little kid yeah. cusses, and he's like, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I died. It was, he was like, that's when he was like, I have to go. My mom is coming. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I hear I have to go back to bed. And you see him walk behind the couch, but all you see is his, his tiny little his, spiked hair. Yeah, his hair. Ah, so great. It's always fascinating to me just to touch on that a little bit. Like I, I never have a feel for what, what's ad libbed and what isn't. Yeah. And so it's always like fascinating to me to like learn what things are ad libbed. And yeah. I'm just like, wow, wow how'd they come yeah. up with that? Because yeah. I just like, when I watch it, I can't be like, oh, that wasn't scripted. You know right. what I'm saying? I don't see yeah, how that. How would you know? Yeah yeah. 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 So it's like, it's always fascinating for me to find out things for ad libbed. It's so funny because that's where he's like, he tells me he wants to go to the zoo. Yeah. And he's like, the zoo is closed. The zoo is closed. Like, all of that was ad libbed, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> that is very Because funny. you just have to feel like Jonathan Nicky was like, I just want to go to the zoo. Yeah, like that's you just know? what was going through his head. Um, this is a really, really fun fact. So when Dorothy and Ray drop Jerry off at the airport, um, mm-hmm. This is kind of early on, yeah. and and they look at the family saying goodbye. Yeah, the three people shown are the actual stand-ins for Tom Cruise, Renee Zellweger, and Jonathan Lipnicki. No way. So they just brought the stand-ins in, and they were like, "All right, you're gonna like be a family, and like yeah. just." So I was paying attention to that sure. when I watched it through yeah, yeah. this time, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." Actually, that is well, and it's funny to me that they pay a kid to come stand in for another for kid. another kid, right? Like well, that kid's not famous; he's not an actor. He just gets to stand in yeah, for just, one. He just like st- what the stands heck? In. And they don't look anything like aside from like the hair color. They don't look. Yeah, anything. no, <laughs> it's strictly hair color because I was like, like I was like, that's Tom Cruise's stand-in. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, like he's yeah. not attractive. He was like also like forty five or fifty years old, probably. Yeah, like he was older and forty five or fifty pounds heavier than. Oh Tom yeah, Cruise. yeah. Um, the story for Jerry Maguire is reportedly based on real life Orange County agent Lee Steinberg, um, who actually mm-hmm. makes a cameo in the film as Troy Aikman's agent. Okay, um, which he was in real life. Wow. So I think that's interesting. So that last scene where there's the guy standing next to Troy Aikman, that's the character that Jerry Maguire is based off of. No way. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. Um, so because this is really interesting too, 
because Cameron Crowe took so long writing the screenplay, it took him like three and a half years to write it. Wow. Um, he felt his original choice to play the title character um, was too old to play the part. Can Do you know who that would have been? He's fought him out for a bunch of different roles, and it's kind of shocking. It's Tom Hanks? It is Tom Hanks. No way. Could you imagine him in this role? Nope. Like, it would have been not. a completely different movie, a I feel like, movie. you know? Um, which I thought was interesting. And um, besides that, Hanks had just won back-to-back Oscars and was in the midst of directing That Thing You Do. Which, have you seen that movie, That Thing not. You Do? You should watch it. It's really good. Watch it. It's about, like, a, a band. Okay. And he's in it. It's really good. Interesting. Um, Bonnie Hunt said that the toughest part of this movie was playing a character that doesn't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I was like, that's amazing. That's a great line. Um, I love that. Um, the part of Dorothy was originally written for Winona Ryder. You talk really? about a different casting choice. Wow, that's vastly I know. different. Um, but when screen tests were done with Tom Cruise, they looked like brother and sister when standing <laughs> together. So they were like, now nah, we can't I have can that. I see that a little bit where they'd be like <laughs> yeah. a little too much alike. Well, yeah. and I feel like Winona Ryder is real edgy. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's what like... Uh, Renee Zellweger. Yeah. She's like very like, not like subdued, but she's like a little bit more like soft. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Where it's like, she's and just like kind of more homey. Yeah. yeah. Like just like, a, she, I, she's way more believable in that yeah. character than I could ever imagine Winona Ryder Absolutely. being. But then imagine, like it was supposed to be Winona Ryder and Tom Hanks, which is even weirder. Yeah, that would like, be a super weird that's match. That's a super <laughs> weird movie. I'm like, they should just do that and see yeah. what it, yeah. Yeah, they just run it all back. Um, So Cuba Gooding Jr. auditioned for the film with the Help Me Help You scene. So okay. that's how he got the part. He auditioned with that scene. Really? Yeah. And Jamie Foxx auditioned for Rod Tidwell. Wow. Which also would have been good casting. Yes. Um, which that's really weird because they ended up starring in Collateral together. Jamie okay. Foxx and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, but then also, weirdly enough, Jamie Foxx started dating Katie Holmes after they got divorced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a weird Very little, weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this might be my favorite fact. Paula Abdul. Helped Cuba Gooding Jr. choreograph his touchdown dance. <laughs> no, what? No way. Yes. I'm like, that is. That was choreographed? Yes. That's so <laughs> random. Like, and they brought in Paula Abdul yeah, to do it. To like, do it. it wasn't just like, I'm like, can you just get another football player? Oh, that's hysterical. I love that. Wow. Um, Cameron Crowe's friends told him that Tom Cruise would, quote unquote, never play a loser. Um, as it turns out, Cruz was dying to portray a character that was on the ropes. So like well, your description yes. of his character, of, yes. like, always being at his wits end. Yeah. Because I think that's interesting too. Aside from him, like you, like the domesticated version of him, mm-hmm. of, like being a dad and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I think is really interesting, but I think that part of him is really interesting too, because he always plays like the person who's really, really good at what he does. Right. You know, whether it's Ethan Hunt or like in Top Gun or, uh, I'm assuming in Days of Thunder, I haven't watched it, but like all these movies where you're like, he is the best at what he does. And right at the beginning, he's kind of billed as like this hotshot, right? Yeah. And then like as soon as things start to like kind of, you know, get into the movie a little bit, then you're kind of like, wait, wait a second. The one, the scene that, like the part of the scene that really like kind of shocked me was when he like trips over that oh, like cart, right? Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. just kind of like, whoa, okay. Like, yeah. that's kind of that, like a simple trip like that, like yeah. builds that characterization where you're yeah. like, oh, everything doesn't go right for this guy. Yeah. And know? it's like, and it's awkward because everybody knows he's been fired. So he's yes. like, I think it's, a, it's such an interesting, that's the stuff. It's like the little things that you're like, ooh, like it makes you feel for him. Yeah. You're like, you know what I mean? Kind of, like, oh, that was rough. Yeah. It's like embarrassing. Really and yeah, you're yeah. like, he, wait, like this character, like didn't at that point feel like it's something embarrassing should happen to them. Yeah. Right. But then it does and it starts to like 
right. go in that direction. Right. It is interesting. Um, so we talked about the goldfish and how he's like kind of a thing. But mm-hmm. according to Tom Cruise, Cameron Crowe was obsessed with the goldfish. <laughs> and Crowe said that it was Jerry's only friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is Which I love. Well, there's like a close-up of the fish, like just like blowing yeah, bubbles in the water, is. and you're like, "That's weird." It was weird. There's a couple weird shots in the movie, there like is. the one where he's dreaming, like he's drowning at the beginning, where he's yes, like swimming in like down. a full I was like suit. underwater scene. That was kind of weird. Yeah, and then you're like, "Oh, it was a dream," but also like it was just it still felt weird. Yeah, it was still yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, the whole movie was scored by Cameron Crowe's then wife Nancy Wilson, mm-hmm. who is one of the members of the rock group Heart. Wow. I know. So that's an interesting. How about that? I know. I was like, well, that's just, I don't even know what to say about that, but it's just weird. It is weird. Um, love this, and I want to see if I can find it. Cameron Crowe really did write out the entire 27-page mission statement. Really? So he actually, like, to get in the mind of the character, yeah. wrote out the whole mission statement. And I has to be online somewhere, but I want to find it because I'm sure it's fascinating. Well, I'm sure, yeah. Um, that would be nice to read. This was, speaking of sports movies, ranked number 10 on the American Film Institute's list of the greatest sports movies. Wow. So that's something. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. actually won the Best Supporting Actor for his role in this film. Did he really? So he won an Academy Award wow. for this. Yeah. He Probably was, deserved. He was he really, really was good so in it. so good, yeah. Um, this was not the first movie that he and Tom Cruise were in together. He's also in A Few Good Men, mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yep. is. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. I looked this up during the movie because... Um, I always think it's interesting to find out where it came in his lineup of movies. Yeah. This movie came out the same year as the first Mission Impossible. Really? Yeah. So I'm thinking, again, I was like, I was like nine when this movie came out, mm-hmm. um, that, so Top Gun really was the thing that's like took his career. Yeah. Like that's where he really took, took him off the next from. Level, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, cause it was the highest grossing movie of that year. And if you're the starring role in that, like you're basically a movie star at yeah. that point, but this has to be the year that really solidified him. Yeah. As like Tom Cruise, you're like this, the movie star. Yeah. Like the star, like the, yeah. like, you know, who do you want for this? We want Tom Cruise, yeah. the, you know, one of the top guys. Yeah. Like he's in the biggest be. action franchise of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, first movie, um, and then seven months later, this movie comes out yeah. and it's such a different character. So different, you know? And I was like, wow, he really, really crushed it. Like that was a yeah. big, 1996 what a year. was a big year for Tom Cruise. Absolutely was. Um, and also for you. Yes. Yes. I was, yeah, I was born that year. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. came into existence was at that time. You. It was big for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my biggest <laughs> years I've had actually. <laughs> to date, maybe yeah. the most important. It's probably top um, one. That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that, that this movie came out the year you were yep. born. That makes me want to die inside. <laughs> Um, it's fine. No big deal. Um, and the last fact that I had, which I think speaks to what we were talking about at the beginning, but, um, and it's a long one after Cameron Crowe's 1992 movie singles didn't do as well as he would have liked. He wanted to write a more personal and emotional movie. He's, he's been quoted saying all of a sudden I just looked around and so many false friends had disappeared and the people that sort of stayed behind who you realize were your true friends and would be your friends for life were not the people I expected. And that became one of the first ideas that drove this movie. And he said, like, what if you lost everything or lost a lot and you looked around and all of those people that you thought would be there for life are gone? Who's left? Wow. And I was like, "Woo, that is that's, deep. That's heavy. Yeah, that is heavy is. stuff. But I think that uh, that's what I love about this movie is I do think it answers like a really philosophical, like introspective, deep question of like. You know, and you're getting to the point now where, like, you're, you know, friends that you had in high school and maybe in college, like, you're moving on to a different stage in life. Yeah. And it's like, who's left? Absolutely. Like, who are the people that stuck? You know yeah. what I mean? 
Um, and really... I think that's such a big, like, I think it's such a big part of like growing up and just like a part mm-hmm. of life. Yeah. But, um, but I like that it's not, cause I feel like this could have been a really surfacey movie. Yep. And it still would have been good. 100%, yeah. But I think the idea of like that whole, and I think him realizing, like I think that's such a big turning point too. Like he has such a great character arc in this movie of like, he can't be by himself. He's basically using people in his relationships Mm -hmm. because selfishly because he is scared. Yeah. Um, And then to have that whole like thing come around where he says, you complete me you know, at the end yeah. and you're like, Oh, it's such a great character. Like you love him for it. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, Oh, he's grown so much as a person. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He completely changes like, throughout it. Yeah. That made me think about like the cut-ins of like, it's like the motiva- it was like a motivational speaker or something. Yeah. With the guy at the desk with the tie on and everything like that. Oh, Dickie like that. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Dickie Fox. Yeah. I think like, that's his mentor. I think it's supposed to be Jerry Maguire's okay. like his mentor as a sports agent. And he talks about like, you know, he points to his head and he's like, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on up here if you don't have anything in here, like talking about his heart and like the you complete me yeah. thing is kind of like him bring it together but no you can definitely i think that's what you said about like, it could be like a very like surface like yeah. you know no depth to it whatever but you could like and you know based on what you just said about uh cameron crow like there yeah. is like reality and like a personal story to that and you like the script was really good yeah so good like the it's such a good script. a lot like you know, and especially in a movie that's you know you see like romantic movies or sports movies and this is kind of you know both in one there's a lot of like like dialogue that can be very like like sluggish kind of like yeah. you know you're like oh like you hear him say a line like you're like yeah, yeah and you're like, like okay you're like you're kind of dragging through this or it's like off-putting where you're right. like okay that kind of took me out of it yeah whatever but all of the dialogue in this is like really good and i think that really helps like create the character depth and like there's it just feels like a real story yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. it feels like there's depth to it and it's like something that could actually happen and yeah. whatever, like you can almost relate to it right? yeah well and i think too like it's clear that he had like a central point behind the whole movie mm-hmm. that's like driving everything yeah and so every scene has a purpose absolutely Do you know what i mean and yeah. i think like that he I really like it's interesting that he chose that world of like sports because i st- i think sports are very emotional mm-hmm. yeah and absolutely. i think you can attest to that mm-hmm. um, Definitely can. because you give so much of yourself and so i think like uh, tying those two things together like it's almost interesting like he's almost like more emotional about the sports side than he is about like his personal life right and um but rod's character is like equally as passionate about both you know what i mean like he's like i love football i'm good at football i love playing the game but he's like obsessed with his wife and his family and like all that stuff and like that's kind of the piece that he's missing that jerry's missing um and so it's like i don't know i just think it's cool like the whole idea of um who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. is like who you like who you or surround yourself with is like who you become right and he just got lucky that that's the guy that stuck around you know what i mean like somebody and i think that that's why rod chose him in the end because i think he could see that he like his whole like mission statement was about like we need to care yeah you know what i mean it's like and less money like yeah you know, we need to like fewer clients fewer less clients, money, less money. Yeah. yeah and it's like and i think rod like he saw that in him and he was like because rod was like all heart mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean like he's like i'm in it 110 percent in everything you yeah. know what i mean and he's yeah. like i see that in you mm-hmm. and that's why i want um 
to partner up with you and let you be my agent basically yeah it was a very interesting choice of like vehicle to use to get that story across yeah. through sports and sports agency and i also i thought they did a good job of like showing like a little bit of the realities of like being a sports agent in the sports world yeah and everything i even wrote down here at one point i wrote down like it the scene when they're like in the office and it was after he just stormed out and they all just like furiously go back to work. Yeah. And then he's like, and you know, other scenes where he's like on the phone, yeah. you know, whatever talking to people, it reminded me of like Wolf of Wall Street Yeah, where it's like, it's just like a cutthroat game. Yeah. Like, you know, so, like a lot of these people are scumbags. Like yeah. they're kind of like shady people, but they're just like cutthroat. They're out there to get the sale. They're out there to get the client, whatever. Yeah. And that's all it's about. And it's like quick, 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 you know? Yeah. So well, I think too, that was such an interesting cause they hop in the elevator, mm -hmm. like that scene. And yeah. he's like, let's see how they do without us. And the doors shut and it cuts to like a wide shot of the room and yes. everybody's like standing still and then the door shut and then they all just go back to work yeah it's like and furious it's, working yeah and it's kind of just like yeah they're gonna be fine without you yeah yeah they'll be fine do you know what i mean and yeah. it's like that whole idea of like you had this conviction you made a statement mm -hmm. you're standing behind it but it really like it doesn't really affect anybody else and the point and the point of it shouldn't be how it affects other people right. it should be what it means to you right, right? right, right. And that's what exactly. he kind of figures out yeah. along the way and that's why it's called jerry mcguire Exactly. And it's such a good movie. Shout out to Jerry. Shout out to Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Um, yeah, well, I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, me too. It I feel like I, I honestly, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I really feel like this has to be in my top five Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. Because he's so good in it. Yes. it's Like I said, it, it's one of my like favorite Tom Cruise roles that I've ever seen yeah. just because he's... He just does such a good job. Yeah. He's really just an expert at it. Like it's it's incredible, and especially for it to be in 1996, and it's like he was cr like he's been doing it for a while. Then right, he's still crushing it, and yeah. now here we are in 2019, and yeah. he's still crushing it. Well, and I think like that's such a big deal too, because I think like I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I think once he's gone, I really think he'll be known for his stunt work and his action films. Mm -hmm. But yeah. he's actually a really good actor. Yeah, I th I think he deserves more credit for like the amount of range that he has yeah. and how good of just a, an actor he is. Yeah. And he does like so many emotions so mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And a lot of it's like reaction stuff. Like it's yeah. not always like this big. Cause I feel like he does, um, I think Jabo and I talked about it. Like he does those like really big yelling scenes, like so good. Like they're very oh, yeah. convincing, but it's yeah. almost like sometimes the quieter stuff is like the, like I said, like the scene by Ray's bed where he just kind of starts losing it. Cause he's like, doesn't want to not be in this yeah. kid's life. And you're like, yeah, that really tugged at my heartstrings. I was yeah. like, that hurt a little bit. I was uh, like, buddy. <laughs> Just like, you know, get your act together. Maybe yeah. you can stick around. Yeah. You can be with Ray. It'll be fun. Right. Yeah. And I, so it's really like heartwarming, I mm -hmm. think, to yeah. see his journey through that movie. So yeah. I think the moral of the story is that you need to move back to Cincinnati so that we can do podcasts all the time. Right. That's exactly that's what I got from it. So too. I'm going to start a GoFundMe <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> that has been the problem was is the cost of... <laughs> Moving away from the place that I was already it living. It has nothing to do with money. <laughs> but I'm like, yo, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Help move Cameron Ross back to yeah. Northern Kentucky. It's like if you raise enough, enough money, I will be convinced right. to do yeah, it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Or if I just sway enough people to like, right. you know, persuade you. Right. Peer pressure really yeah. is what I'm looking it's to do. It's a grassroots movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start it from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like here. this podcast could be the, the the lighting of the fuse for that. Could you be. You know what I mean? Who's to say? The sky's the limit, man. Yeah, I can go anywhere. You could go. Well, no, you have to come here. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was right. the point. But yeah, it was, you know, I yeah. was using a cliche. I right, right. You could go anywhere. Easy. Like yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, like come back I've... here and we could do this all the time. I know. About be great. regular movies that aren't Tom Cruise movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of them. Whole wide range. <sighs> all right. Every 
give a shout out on social media if you think Cameron should move back to Cincinnati <laughs> so that we can do a podcast all the time. Yes. It would be amazing. Yes. All right, Please well, let thank, me know. Thank you for coming back mm-hmm. and doing the podcast with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Thank you this for having me This has been so fun. I think I'm going to share a picture of the two of us when we're really little. That's good. Just to get people interested. Yeah, they'll be like, really, what is this all? What it is is that Cameron is super cute and I look like a huge <laughs> nerd. So it's really great for me. That'll be good. Um, Because of the age gap, Cameron's cute ears unfortunately fell alongside my awkward ears. Right. It was, they didn't, it wasn't a good We never really, between, yeah, yeah, never really no. matched up together. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Um, Thank you so much. I love you. I'm so glad you came on the too. podcast. I appreciate you letting me on. I've been wanting to do one for Woo-hoo. a while. And, I know. Yeah. Honored. This is Cameron's first podcast. It so is. honored that it was mine. And we will have you back. I'm going to have to come to Texas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or make you move to Cincinnati. But we'll do, we'll do another one. Now I'm 